What's up? You're listening to the Scholarly Spark podcast. Here's your chance to finally become interested in learning and find out what you're genuinely curious about. Join me as we discover the secrets of South Asia and experience different foods, the latest technologies, immerse ourselves in a variety of phenomenal cultures, find out about interesting people we never knew existed, and learn about what no one else dared to find out. I'm Kamal Narayanan, taking you on a journey through the mysteries of South Asia, all from the convenience of your headphones. Here we go. So how come you didn't have a music career? How come you switched to like technology? Uh, uh, the, the right answer for that is that um, I, my um, priority was to have a family. Oh, that is and true. That's as true. a musician, you're you. It's really challenging. You know, you work nights. Um, I from the time I was twelve, mm-hmm. when I was twelve, I decided I wanted to be a grandfather because um, <laughs> I loved my grandpa and I didn't yeah. get to see enough of him. And I said, I want to be a grandpa. So, but I want to be a young grandpa. My grandpa was about ninety, uh-huh. and I want to be young and I want to enjoy my grandkids. So that means I got to have a family young. So I started when I was 20. Um, Uh I've got two kids. I've got three grandkids. So mission accomplished on that. (laughs) But I saw that music wasn't going to to do that. So I became a chef when I was in my 20s. And uh, that was great, but you just can't make enough money. Right. Uh, And both were very creative, right? Drumming is about making up beats that didn't exist. Cooking is about making up dishes that didn't exist. And computer animation is creating images that didn't exist. So I, I'm, uh, I, I'm one who likes to take and make something out of nothing. Okay. So since you're a chef, tell me on a regular day, what is cooking in Mark's kitchen for dinner? Uh, uh, I, I eat really healthy, really clean. So yeah. no wheat, no dairy, and no sugar. Oh, so I thought wheat was healthy. Health, there, sorry. <laughs> wheat? No, wheat's not healthy for you. Um, I mean, if there are certain strains of wheat you can get in Europe, but things have been GMO'd to death. And uh, it's just what it does is it it um, causes inflammation of oh. your joints. Oh, wow. And that's kind of why you want to stay away from it. Um, mm-hmm. It's not that I have gluten allergies or anything like that. But um, I, I do really great with almond flour and coconut flour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got a full, you can go to chefmarksylvester.com and see a whole library of things that are um that don't need wheat sugar dairy to be Mm -hmm. successful but in my house um, i'm a big fan of soup so there's always some soup going uh there's always um some jasmine rice around uh Uh, a big fan of i'm a big pork guy i love pork (laughs) yeah so while my wife doesn't eat meat she's a pescatarian so i'll buy a beautiful uh shoulder roast of pork at whole foods something organic and grass-fed and and roast that off and then i'll nibble on that all week long Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's cool would you have anything like southeast asian or south asian in your cuisine that you like to cook up uh i like to make a good doll i like to make a birani wow Um, i'm a, a a big fan of um Lately, uh, I'm I'm playing around a lot with turmeric and ginger, which you know, as your listener knows, are are two key ingredients in Indian cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns as it turns out, 
turmeric is extremely um, healthy and advantageous uh, for a lot of health reasons, as is ginger. So mm. I, I make a tonic of uh, ginger, turmeric, yeah. a little honey, mm-hmm. though it's a kind of against my no sugar thing, but a little bit of honey, uh, lemon juice, and apple cider vinegar. So it's like a cup of apple cider vinegar, a cup of fresh lemon juice, a tablespoon of cayenne, mm-hmm. a tablespoon of ginger, a tablespoon of turmeric, all fresh. Yeah. And then I boil that for two minutes and um, that I call fire water. So I blend that with apple juice or mango juice or something. And it's really great for keeping your metabolism going and keeping you um, just keeps everything open and alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing those recipes. I'll use them today. So like another part of you that people don't really know is that you're a huge guy on TEDx, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell me how that started. How that, how that's going right now. Uh, about 27 years ago, I got a phone call from, I was in, you know, in my animation business at the time. And I got yeah. a phone call from a partner of mine down in Santa Monica who had a, uh, a software company. And he said, uh, what are you doing for the next four days? And I said, why? And he said, <laughs> I'm going to be driving through Santa Barbara on my way to Monterey. I'm going to this conference called TED. And yeah. at the time, TED was a secret. And I said, what's TED? He told me, he said, I'm the sponsor uh, for the evening party on the first night. And I'd like mm-hmm. you to be my guest. And you're going to love it. It's, it's, these are your people. And, you know, creative, smart, um, just, you know, world thinkers. And uh, I went and I've not missed a TED since. Yeah. Um, So would go to uh, Monterey, then TED moved to Long Beach. The annual main TED event, which people don't even realize. Most people just think of TED Talks, but there's actually an event called (laughs) TED that happens. And then TED Global started, then the TED Summit started, then TED Active started. And in 2009, many of us Tedsters uh, petitioned uh, New York to say, what would it take to do a TED in our hometown? Mm-hmm. You know, to do it, the, the quality of TED uh, with the, the idea being we bring speakers with ideas to the stage in exactly the same format as, as big Ted, as we call it. Right. And, uh, there were about a hundred of us that did it, uh, that first year in, uh, either 29 or 2010. And, uh, we did TEDx American Riviera on, on uh, 10, 10, 10, right. October 10th, 2010. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been doing it ever since. And from that, I have, um, developed I really love producing. Yeah. So I've produced our events. Then people will actually hire me to come in and produce uh, or help them produce an event because there's like 39 different things you've got to be good at mm-hmm. from yeah, rating yeah. and coaching and doing the AV and setting up a television studio and raising money and doing graphics and mm-hmm. all, all that stuff that, you know, there's no barrier to entry to getting a license. Anybody can apply for a TEDx license in their town. Yeah. But getting the license and producing the show, mm-hmm. that's a world of work uh, right. to do that. It's right. about a thousand hours of volunteer work. We're not allowed to get paid. That's uh, it's a hundred percent volunteer speakers don't get paid. 
producers don't get paid. You can pay coaches, you can pay your AV guys, you can pay for catering in your site, that kind of stuff, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But it's really a volunteer effort at the community level. We've had 85 speakers in Santa Barbara. We've had uh, just hit uh, 12.9 million views of our videos. Whoa, that's a lot of views. Yeah, it is. Wow. So that's really, that's really fun. I might get into that myself. That's a really impressive resume. But I just have one question, and I'm pretty sure everyone has this question. Who is Ted? Like, what, what is Ted? Like, what is uh, Ted? We, we, did a, we did a button uh, two years ago that said, who is Ted and why does he talk so much? Uh-huh. Ted stands for technology, oh, entertainment, oh, okay. and design. It's an acronym. Okay. Uh, the original founder of Ted, Richard Saul Werman. You can, your crack Google staff can look him up. Mm-hmm. He is a, an information architect, designer, right. publisher. And he had entertainment clients like Herbie Hancock. He had design clients like Stefan Fangmeier. Right. He had um, technologists like uh, Nicholas Negroponte from the MIT Media Lab. Mm-hmm. And he had conversations with all these different groups of people, yet they never talked to one another. So he said, hold it. It's freezing cold in Rhode Island, where he's from, Yeah, in February. Why don't I go rent the Monterey Convention Center in the Doubletree Hotel, and let's all get together. So he invited all his friends. It was invite only. And they told each other stories. In the beginning, it was 45 minutes to two hours, right? Mm-hmm. As long as you were interesting, he let you keep going. And Richard actually sat on stage in this big chair. He was, he was kind of famous for that. And if, if he didn't like what you were saying, he just got up and kicked <laughs> you off the stage. It was kind of funny that way. And it, over the years, over the first you know, five years, it got to where the 18-minute format became uh, the standard uh, mm-hmm. from a sense of uh, attention deficit disorder, um, you know, g- keeping people interested. Yeah. And now, uh, because there are now with Chris Anderson at the helm and more analytics around YouTube and the videos, they've learned that the the new metric is around between nine and 12 minutes long makes the ideal TED talk to keep someone's interest right. through that whole time. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's wow. Tell TEDx. It sounds like a really fun occupation. I really love it. Oh my it. gosh. It's, yeah. it's spectacular. In fact, I do a podcast. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, about yeah. that? I do. Uh, it's called hacking the red circle. Everyone go watch that. And I, uh, I talk to TEDx organizers around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've talked to people literally in every continent. Uh, there's, there was a TEDx in Scott Base, Antarctica, and I got wow. to talk to those people last year. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's, it's really fascinating to listen to other people who do exactly what you do right, right, right. Uh, in their own community and to share best practices. Wow. So that was really fun talking to you, Mark. That is Mark Sylvester, everybody. The most interesting man in the world and a man of many, many, many talents. And thank you so much for coming, Mark. I really enjoyed it today. Thanks, bud. Good luck on your show. I'm, yeah, thank I'm, you. I'm thrilled uh, to be a part of one of your early episodes. You're going you're gonna to be rocking it. <laughs> thank you. It's an honor to talk to you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. It's been super fun learning with you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. 
Join me next week as we explore another part of the vast, mysterious lands of South Asia. I'm looking forward to exploring something new that you've never heard about next week. Talk soon.